Hi, I'm Shanna. Welcome to Pro Organizer Marketing Made Simple. Each week, we'll dive into simple, effective ways to attract new clients for your professional organizing business. Let's jump in. Hi there, this is Shanna. Today, we are talking about how to delegate like a CEO. We're going to cover how thinking like a CEO will help your business grow and how you'll be happier in it because you've taken the time to think through your ideal business and your ideal role in it. We're going to talk about how to take note of everything on your plate and think about what can be taken off. And third, we're going to talk about defining and maintaining boundaries. Someone last week asked me about how to go about finding a virtual assistant, if I had experience, and what sort of recommendations I would make. First, I want to talk about why using a VA or delegating to anyone at all is important, and so that's why I created this episode. Let's talk about your business and your ideal role in it. This is the first section of the on-track wheel. It's a framework I developed for evaluating what you're doing and why. I'll link to it in the show notes. This framework helps set up not only the infrastructure and action that needs to take place to build a long-term sustainable business, but also why. Why you specifically are doing this business and making sure you reach what you hope to get out of it. First, you're going to define your intent, and you're going to literally answer the question, what business am I in, and what is my ideal role in it? As a professional organizer, you may love the design aspect and the hands-on work with clients. You may love the business aspect of it, seeing an opportunity in your area and putting your natural abilities to work, but maybe you'd rather focus on managing it rather than having your hands in it every day. Michael Gerber wrote a great book that I read years ago called The E-Myth. The concept is basically that when people think of entrepreneurs, they think of someone who had this great idea, a lightning strike moment of vision, or an idea and then put it into place, like an Elon Musk or a Jeff Bezos. In actuality, an entrepreneur is anyone running a small business, but you need to decide how it's going to go. For instance, if you're a plumber and you're really good at being a plumber and you can make great money subcontracting for various home builders and remodeling companies, and it allows you to build your own schedule and decide who you want to work for, cool, you're a technician that's given yourself a job and that's fine. Just make sure that you've defined what you want out of it and regularly evaluate if you're getting what you want out of it because there might be an easier way to go about it. At any level, you'll need to free up your time to some extent, because as a business owner, you have to take care of the business side of things. There's just no getting around it. You have to do administrative tasks, you have to pay the bills, you have to reconcile business accounts, or even if you pay someone else to do it, you still have to gather up that information to give the bookkeeper. You have to schedule appointments, you have to invoice clients, all of these things to just keep the system running. So how do you free up your time? You're going to have to take some things off of your plate. That depends on you and how you answered the intent question. If you're a professional organizer that loves the hands-on design and finishing touches of organizing, you should probably hire some assistants that can do the beginning stages of the project 
Or if you live in an area where moves are a big opportunity, but you don't absolutely love working those jobs, train an assistant and have them lead the process on those projects so you can do the admin work in the office, but still have your team out there making money for the business. If you love creating content to share on social media or love speaking to groups about how organizing can make their lives easier and more fulfilling, do that. Build that into your role. Create visibility that needs to be there in order to book out the services of your business and have assistants work on those jobs while you're out promoting. Now, if you despise public speaking or social media, those are things you can hire out. Not the public speaking necessarily, but the social media and visibility building aspect of things. If you despise reconciling credit cards, hire that out. Confession, hiring a bookkeeper was the number one thing I did when I started my business back in 2015. Actually, it was probably the number two thing I did. I created my LLC. I created kind of all of those infrastructure pieces. And then I hired a bookkeeper because I despise reconciling credit cards. If you get 15 inquiries a day and are looking for ways to streamline client booking, hire it out if you don't love doing that. You'll need to develop a process for turning those inquiries into scheduled services, but once it's outlined and once you've kind of taken the process out of your brain of how you do it, you can have someone else do it. They can log into your email, they can answer questions, schedule appointments, there's all sorts of things and all sorts of ways that that can be taken off your plate. Really, based on what your ideal role is in your business and what you want it to do for you will determine what you outsource and what you keep your hands in. There will be times when you have to do a lot of it yourself, especially in the early stages of business, but use that time to create the process so that someone else can ultimately take it over and take it over as soon as financially feasible. How to do this? Well, in E-Myth, Michael Gerber, the author, recommends writing out job titles and job descriptions for all the things you do as a small business owner, then being able to replicate yourself by creating processes and allowing others to do that work. It's important to take things off your plate that you don't love doing because chances are you're doing a terrible job at it and someone could do it much better, and it might even be holding you back. For instance, I had a coaching client a few months ago. She was asking some questions about QuickBooks. She'd never separated her personal finances from her business finances, and she'd never had a financial records system set up for her business. And she was asking questions about setting QuickBooks up and how, you know, how these different aspects of it work. And I told her, ultimately, CEOs don't reconcile their own credit cards. And I told her that her controlling every single aspect of her business was not only burning her out, but it was holding her back. These systems, which should have been put in place ages ago, like 15 years ago when she started her business, are not things that she should have been continuously working on for 15 years. She hated it. She wasn't good at it. So even the basic general things weren't getting done. And it was literally holding her business back because if she just freed up her time to focus on those high value things that only she could do, then she would have gone much farther, much faster. But until she lets go of some of it, she will stay in that same cycle of indecision and frustration. Something else to think about when thinking like a CEO is thinking through your boundaries. I don't work weekends. 
Early on in my business, I made a commitment to myself that I wasn't going to work weekends. This is because there was an incident years ago when I was pregnant with my second daughter. My oldest was four. It was 2 a.m. and I was working on a project. My husband came out of the bedroom and said, quite accusingly, I might add, what are you doing? I responded with tons of fire and fervor and was like, why are you even talking to me? Can't you see I'm busy? Every second I'm talking to you, I'm not getting this done. And I did not like myself very much in that moment. Another time when I was working at an ad agency, I would be up until all hours of the morning trying to get ahead on projects and not even logging my time, i.e. not getting paid because I was an hourly employee, because I wanted to get ahead on a project and look and feel like a rock star. What the heck? (laughs) I was doing myself no favors. None of these things served me. And when I started my business, I saw how my natural tendency could take me quickly into being a workaholic. I am an achiever. I am an overachiever. And I know that when I get in this mode too far, too deep, I don't like who I am and I don't want my family to not like me. So I don't work weekends. Granted, when we are launching a big project or we have a new thing going on, sometimes I will fire up my computer for work on a weekend, but it is pretty rare and it is more the exception rather than the rule because of these things that I know about myself. Also, I notice my best creative energy is first thing in the morning after I go to the gym. Therefore, I create during that time. I don't open my email. I don't open social media because I know there will be a slew of people reaching out with their priorities for me. So I get done the things that need to get done highest on my priority list that need the most creative energy. I get those done for myself first because I know that's when I work the best. Also, in the early days of my business, before I had an office, um, and then actually with COVID, I brought my office back to my home office. But um, in the early days of my business, before people really understood what I was doing, people would ask me to do things during the workday. Like, can you go into town and pick up this thing for me? Or even, can you watch my baby? No, I'm working. (laughs) Uh, People don't ask me these things anymore, and they don't stop by in the middle of the day. I legitimately do not even have a doorbell. It is unplugged. There is no button, and I can't hear a knock. If you knock at my front door, I can't hear it from my home office, and that is intentional. It's because I don't want to answer the door. I don't want to get taken out of my, my being in the zone with work to answer whatever inquiry someone at my door might have. I read a book years ago that said, start as you mean to go on. And that really, I just seared that into my brain with a lot of different things. Because especially in the early days of my business, if I'd said yes to all of those requests and made a habit of it, I wouldn't have the business I have now because I would have been continuously letting other people's needs and other people's priorities get ahead of my own needs for my business and my business priorities. 
I hope this thought process has been helpful. If you're interested in diving into this further one-on-one, I do offer a limited number of coaching packages. You can email me for those packages and availability at shanna at proorganizermarketing.com. Just say, hey, I'm interested in one-on-one coaching packages or just coaching packages. I'll know what you mean. That's S-A-J-N-N-A at proorganizermarketing.com. Thank you for listening. I will see you next time. Thanks for listening to Pro Organizer Marketing Made Simple. Head over to the website for full show notes at proorganizermarketing.com. There, you can also sign up for free tools and resources to grow your business. See you next time.